This is former TNA World Champion Raven, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line Podcast. Quote the Raven, nevermore. And don't cross the line. Or do cross the line. I'm not really sure if you're supposed to, you're not supposed to. I don't know. Eh, whatever. You get it. TNA Wrestling. Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 209 of the TNA Cross the Line podcast. I am Bob Conning Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley in Dallas. We're back. It's 2006, brother. And this is the first, I guess you could say, formal episode. Because last week's episode was a special New Year's Day. We got a countdown from Christian Gage. He seemed super fun and happy and not corny at all doing that. In which we got the great announcement that... The icon Sting has signed on to be part of TNA. And by God, we also got the main event of Final Resolution revealed because Christian Cage announced that he's teaming up with Sting to take on the NWA World Champion Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown at Final Resolution. And then we also had that tag team title match, AMW, retaining against Daniels and Styles. But that's because that motherfucker Shannon Moore, piece of shit, had to get involved. He attacked AJ, and that led to the finish. I'm still pissed about it, but you know what? It's okay. TNA is still on the upswing. And here we are with the January 7th, 2006 episode of Impact. And as I was saying, it's the first, when I say formal, I don't know if that's the right word, but it's the first hour long. So I'm going to say it's the first true traditional Impact episode. Maybe that, maybe traditional is the one I'm looking for. Where we know of really only one thing. And that is that Conan's new guys, Apollo and Homicide, are going to be in action tonight. Mm-hmm. And Bob, don't you forget, we have a tribute to Sting tonight. Which makes no sense, but okay. I can't wait to see what it's going to be. Should be very interesting to find out. Uh, yeah, uh, so we watched this New Year's, and well, New Year's Eve and New Year's special. They came out essentially 24 hours after each other because that's how it kind of aired essentially. Um, so we can do a quick rundown of the matches we saw. I have Bob, I'm going to tell you right now. I have one, two, three. I have four notes. That's it. <laughs> I have nothing else for you this week. So it's going to be a very quick notes week. And we're going to be getting right into this episode of impact and having a very good time here in 2006, but let's run down the card real quick. On the New Year's Eve special, on uh, December 31st, 2005, we saw Jeff Jarrett and Monty Brown defeat the team of Kenny King and Sharkboy. Then we saw Rhino defeat A1 with Scott Demore ringside. We saw Samoa Joe defeat Roderick Strong in 3 minutes, 15 seconds. I don't know why that is the only one. Sorry, my mother's calling me. I don't know why that's the only one that has a time besides the main event, which was James Storm defeating AJ Styles in 6 minutes, 32 seconds, which, of course, led... Then, to the New Year's special, which Bob, as he noted, was a countdown by Christian Cage, the official announcement of Final Resolution's main event in the signing of Sting, 
And then we saw America's Most Wanted retain the tag team titles against AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels in nine minutes and 20 seconds. So it's been quite a wild ride. Now, a couple of other things that happened, we are going to talk about momentarily in our notes that happened on those shows. Um, Well, specifically the New Year's Eve one. Um, Bob Armstrong, he got attacked uh, by uh, Conan and his new friends, Homicide and Apollo, backstage. Now, interesting note about this, Bob. So Bob Armstrong legitimately had uh, arthroscopic knee surgery on December 5th. Now, the original plan was for Conan to injure him the week before surgery. However, Jeff Jarrett felt that the big reaction that four live crew got when they joined up made him decide to slow down the breakup angle. Um, although they really only slowed it down for a couple weeks, of course, as we yeah, found out. So they ended up taping the angle after the surgery. And although they taped after the surgery, and we'll show it and act like it came from Conan's attack that aired this weekend, uh, this past one, um, Armstrong, who is really who really is 66, was told not to wrestle until March. But, Bob, you know how it is in wrestling. <laughs> and, in fact, he was already back wrestling on December 29th at an indie show in Birmingham, um, although he was not moving very well. That's so, yeah, it's pretty interesting with that whole um, knee, knee uh, surgery, how they were going to use it as, like, to take him out, essentially. But um, well, so, Now, how is that any different from the Daniels injury thing? Because he was on Ring of Honor shows. That's not. That, well, I think this is more like he was told not to wrestle because he had surgery, and then he just was. I don't think. Oh, it's did. not TNA saying that it was a doctor. Correct. Correct. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. No. This was like his doctor was like, uh, "Don't okay. wrestle," and uh, he was okay. like, "I'm gonna wrestle three weeks later," okay. instead of like six months or whatever. Uh, that makes months. a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. I thought like TNA was saying, "Don't." Wrestle no. Three. No. Okay. The doctor. That makes. He said, fuck yeah. you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll go out there in three weeks. Give me three and a half weeks and I'll uh, move around poorly, but I'll, I'll wrestle. That's right. Um, it's noted here, um, and we saw it, that they made it clear on the December 31st show that Jackie Gata and Gail Kim are not fighting over Jeff as a leading man. It is p- a purely business fight. Gata did an interview basically saying that there was no romance. But she quit her job, implying about quitting WWE instead of being fired, for a better money spot working along Jeff. Then, after she quit, Jarrett never called her, and suddenly she saw Kim in the spot. It leads to yet another mystery angle. Uh, Apparently, she knows a secret that will embarrass Jarrett, and she's going to the championship committee with it. Uh, Yeah. Um, the December 31st show was really good, though, Dave Meltzer notes. Wrestling was generally solid, but it, uh, but it always is. Uh, but the Conan-Bob Armstrong backstage stuff, particularly Conan, was the best stuff the company has done. Um, basically, Bob Armstrong played the sage father figure who tried to get Conan and BG back together, even talked about having him over for Christmas dinner at their house. Conan finally apologized, agreed to go to Bob, go with Bob to BG to settle things. They came back later in the show with Conan, Apollo, and the debuting Homicide had taken Bob out and injured his knee. Also, there was a lot of cool highlight packages of 2005, and you really got the feel that it's a company gaining momentum, whether it is the case or not. They also explained that Dave Hebner's role in the storyline is that he's a consultant because of 30 years' experience in wrestling. 
And Bob, here's why I point out where our show was cut short and edited because we did not have the cool highlight packages from 2005. <laughs> no, we did not. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps up what uh, what happened on those last shows. In other news, this is kind of a two-parter for our last notes here before the show. And then, once again, I got nothing else. It's pretty cool. It's going to be a chill show. I'm excited. On Bite This, it's like that talk show that WWE does. Mm -hmm. Um, The internet talk show. Internet talk show. After a caller brought up the idea of a WCW reunion show, right before hanging up, the caller said, and it came off as a smart-ass deal, quote, by the way, TNA is better than WWE, end quote. Uh, now, uh, Grisham then lost it, saying, well, why are you calling our show? And then he called him the R word that I'm not going to say. Go he call said t- that? Yeah. Go call TNA show if you if they have one, which I doubt. I hear they're on TV on Sunday nights at 4 a.m. on Japan. Um, and then Dave says, could he have possibly handled that situation worse? Um, evidently, the company itself that sit felt similarly as they um, when they put out the edited version online, they cut out the specific word. So they edited that. Oh my god. Yeah. Now this is a little follow up uh, here is that WWE, uh, the WWE public party line is to now view TNA as a threat. But privately, WWE only knows uh, to bury competition. John Laurinaitis has been given the word from top to try to sign anyone if it comes out that TNA has interest in them, even if they are former WWE talent that they got rid of. Um, Jamie Noble, in particular, was hired largely to keep him out of TNA, as the company had no plans for him when he when hiring him. Uh, the WWE sees 2006 as a pivotal year for TNA. Yeah, no shit. And obviously <laughs> wants to make sure that they don't turn a corner and become competition. Yeah, good luck. Uh, some office workers um, have been told the goal is to sign TNA talent TNA is interested in and then bury them by giving them lengthy non-competes. So if they let them go, they'll be viewed as damaged goods. And they cited Kazarian, who in actuality led to his own departure by questioning marching orders. Mm-hmm. That's true. He also didn't want to cut his hair. Well, yeah, the more you know. Yeah. And, then, so, and, then, and then he does. Yeah, it is. Pretty interesting uh, stuff here. Um, and I'll tell you right now, that's not the last time we're going to hear about Bite This. <laughs> On our next episode, Bob, we will, uh, we'll, we might have a little more notes about Bite This. So. Yeah, that uh, Todd Grisham is a interesting cat. Let me tell you. Because I remember one time on Bite This, he was talking about, like, um, experimenting things in college. Oh, boy. And that it didn't make him a certain way, but he had done something. And I was like, why are we talking about that? On, on the radio the, show? Us, That's... On the radio show. What does he do? What does he even do now? <clears throat> he was with ESPN for a bit. And now. Oh, I, really? Yeah. He was a yeah ESPN broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he does mostly boxing now. Really? Wow. Yeah. I, I actually I, follow him on Twitter. I, think so I, he I, does, I feel like I liked him. Yeah, he does like da- uh, Daz in boxing. Oh, yeah. Lori kickboxing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Undisputed was that play undisputed. It's a cutting edge boxing video game. I'm sure it's. So just he's the right. vice president of that. Oh, of the boxing video game. 
What a life. His his freaking profile picture on Twitter is literally a boxer getting up from being knocked down. And the shot is literally between the boxer's um, upper thigh near his ball sack. And you see Ty Grisham's face. I'm looking now. Holy shit. The dude, the boxer's ball sack is on the top of Todd Grisham's head. Yeah, and, and according to Todd's time in college, that might have been a reality at one point. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. So. Oh, my God. Wow, he is very gray now. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Huh, okay. Todd Grisham. Huh. Todd Grisham. I don't know. He definitely did regular play-by-play for WWE, didn't he? <clears throat> I, I thought he did. I don't know. I like that five days ago. Um, he, yeah, like, he did for uh, ECW. Oh. And NXT, apparently. And SmackDown. Yeah, really? Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. No, the more you know. He was the lead play-by-play announcer for NXT for five months. I know that. Hmm. Well, there you go. There we go. Okay, Bob. Well, like I said, that's what oh, I got. He for was you. the host of Experience too. Oh wow! Look at that. Yeah. Who would have thought? Yeah. Interesting. Um. All right. You, well, you have more notes or no? Is that it? No, dude. That's it. That's all we got. So. Uh, lucky for us, it's time to uh, have some fun here and enjoy this episode of Impact. Yeah, so let's get into it. The uh, January 7th, 2006 edition of NWATNA Impact. Uh, if you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus step, which I guess is going to be really TNA Plus uh, at this point. Yeah, it's going to be TNA Plus. And if you didn't know, Bob, it's the Endeavor streaming is like going to run it maybe it's going to work better that's a very good point that's and very, very good point. you can upgrade to the championship tier and you can get the four big pay-per-views with their subscription it ends up being a little bit more and i think it ends up being about 20 dollars a month but okay well that kind of changes that um all right <clears throat> well or you can find it in your own personal collection along with tna plus uh, I'm going to count down from three when I say play. That is when we're going to kick off the first true one-hour episode here of the 2006 Impact year. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. By the way, the runtime is about 42.45. This is TNA. Um, Bob, I wanted to tell you about... Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, no, this is highlight. This is highlight, okay. Um, explosion. There was some explosion taped during this taping. This is a new taping, but it doesn't air till after Final Resolution, so we're not talking about that right now. I'm gonna go. I'm going in chronological order. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned this one or not. So just in case I did not, the day before this, January sixth, Chris Sabin and Lance Hoyt teamed up to defeat John Bolin and Roderick Strong. That was taped on December thirteenth, and then the next episode of Explosion aired on January thirteenth. Same dot taped on the same show, December 13th. And we saw 
Team Canada's A1, Bobby Roode, and Petey Williams defeat Shark Boy and the Naturals. Hmm. And that's all, that's all the explosion from that taping. Now, like I said, from this taping in particular, they filmed a couple, but it doesn't air till after Final Resolution. We'll talk about it when the time comes. Well, so then airing after Final, Res- Final Resolution should really tell you that explosion ultimately means nothing. Correct. I'd like to point out, First episode of 2006, official episode, as we discussed. Same intro. Nothing has changed. Right. Bobby Roode and Ron Killings tonight. A tribute called for Sting. I wonder what it's going to be. I hope it's similar to the tribute for Lex Luger going into... um, SummerSlam 93. You are my hero. Oh, my God. We are kicking off with Team 3D. The number one contenders. Did we know that? The number one contenders? Yeah. Are we aware of that? Yeah. Aren't they fighting for the titles at Final Resolution? Oh, wait. They're saying something. What are they saying? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I even really, really knew that. Who are they fighting here? Buck Quartermain. Oh, and Lex Levette. Lex Levette. That's our boy. Or Love It. His. Love it. Love it. Wait, Lex has been retired for a while, guys. Devon pulling the straps up now instead of normally what people do is take them down. Well, he's probably going to bring him down when he needs to do his, like, you know, hot tag. Right. Or no, he'll pull him down, like, after they win. Like, yeah, look at me, I'm buff. Tributes to the man called Sting is what Tanae is okay. saying. More than one. Uh, we're going to hear. Okay. We're going to hear from TNA roster people about Sting. So it's going to be like people being like, he's just like the greatest of all time, man. I'm in. Yeah, you're going to get like. uh, He's the reason I'm a wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Chris Saban. I grew up on Sting. And if it wasn't for Sting, I'm probably not a professional wrestler. He's just having Lex Lovett have it. Who is his hair on top of his head now? He used to be bald. That's true. I think he looks better with her. I actually do like it. I'm just waiting for Bob to tell us our indie notes about Lex Lovett, but. I mean, I don't tend to do uh, jobbers. Hey, enhancement talent. I knew you were going to say that. 3D! Also, he doesn't work like Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I don't know okay. how much Okay, that one was a joke, Bob. Okay. Devon gets the pin on Lex Lovett. Yeah, so he doesn't have any indie notes. <laughs> Let me see if Buck. No, I don't care about Buck Quartermain either. Why not? The Dud- Who or, are uh, you to sit here and tell me? Team that 3D you don't care about might have been Buck in Japan. Quartermain. No, I already looked. There's nothing, and there's nothing for Buck Quartermain as well. well and of course, there's nothing in regards to cage match. I'm sure that they were doing some forgotten about indie that. No wait, wait, down to business. Brother Ray says. 
We have been the ECW Tag Team Champions. We have been the WCW Tag Team Champions. That doesn't really count more WCW under the WWE branch, but whatever. I know, I don't really. We have been the WWE Tag Team Champions, and everyone boos them. 18 times altogether. <laughs> Did you hear that? Someone in the background goes, that means they lost him 18 times. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was so quiet in between the sentence. That, I, oh, most prestigious. It's about the moments, Bob. We just talked about this on our last episode. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they lost it 18 times because they also won it 18 times. I remember at the lunch table in middle school, I had a debate with a friend that Ric Flair lost it 13 times. If he won it 13 times, he also then lost it 13 times. And he, the guy was like, no, he lost it 12 times. And I said, no. That's not how that works. Oh, because he, what did he assume that he was just to happen to be the champion before or after? He's still the champion. No, it, it was no, it was like 2002 when we had this conversation. Oh. He's a 13-time world champion, so I was like, yeah, he won it 13 times, but he lost it 13 times, and he was like, no. Was Welcome like, to How the many Impact times zone. did you lose it? And he said 12. And I was like, no. <laughs> you win it and you lose it, so it's one and one, so it'd be two and two, three and three, so on and so forth. So it's 13, 13 when it when it concludes. Oh, here we go. Match card graphics. Oh, my God. Sting doesn't get a human face. He gets the Scorpion logo. Are they trying to be, like, mysterious about what he's going to look like? I think so. America's Most Wanted versus Team 3D. You better be screen uh, grabbing those. I always do. Hopefully, at the pay-per-view, they'll have them without the Spike TV logo on them, but I'll use it if I gotta. That'd be nice. Um, they also cut off Devon at the end, so Bub, uh, Brother Ray was talking, and then they play the music, and then Devon was like, "Oh my brother!" But let's hear from Sanjay Dutt about Sting. I uh, think as Sting comes to TNA, all the legions and legions of Sting fans are going to come too. It, he, this he isn't a matter this. of him if he comes. He is. They said he's coming. He's signed. Final resolution. Right. Uh, Shane Douglas going to the locker room. Here's AMW and Team Canada is there as well. Oh, and Jeff Jarrett. Let's talk about tonight. The tribute to the great Sting. The guy who hasn't even been on television in five years. Rolling out the red carpet. Have they ever done a tribute to us? <laughs> it's their last guest effort to get this belt off my shoulder because he has signed a one-year deal. This oh, is going to backfire. So he's saying this thing is signed a one-year deal? Yes. Mm, okay. That's, so that's a year commitment. All right. Tribute time, boys. James Storm's yelling with beer. Oh, boy. Eric Young has had gear on. Okay, 
Okay, so Eric Young is going full steam with this goofy uh, kind of character. Yeah, yeah, we're getting there. Oh, Scott DeMore says he ran into a friend of Jeff Jarrett. He just told Eric Young to go find him, and then he was right there? Wait, a letter. Oh, wait. Is it Jackie Gata? He's like, do we have anything to worry about? Okay, this is a funny... Oh, he opened it. Did you have a couple Coors Lights? And did you uh, have a couple loose lips? A1 almost just choked it. Was something. What is this? He said, I debated. It mentions Canada more than once. <laughs> Jared goes, women take things so out of context. And Gail Kim goes, are you serious? She goes, I think we waited long enough. And Jeff Jarrett's like, we got a tribute to do. We got to go. Oh, so they're... Okay, so it's going to be a farce. Who the heck is this coming out? Oh. That's their music? Wow. The team of Apollo and Homicide with Conan ringside. <laughs> Look at Apollo. Oh, he just threw it up. He just threw it up. They didn't call him it, but he threw up the LAX sign. Yeah, he did. Apollo has just got a football jersey on, a bandana, and sunglasses, and now he's a he's gangster. He, he doesn't he doesn't fit, dude. There's no way. How long do you Homic- think he lasts? A month? Oh, wait, there's a new click in town. BG, you've disrespected me by letting Kip James. Oh, he's speaking Spanish. From the streets of Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico or uh, Apollo, from the streets of Brooklyn, homicide. He says, "Now this is a Latino thing." I don't give a damn, BG. The Latin American Exchange. Let's go. Yeah, I'm pretty, dude. That this makes Conan interesting again. Well, yeah, because he's yelling not... Conan, yelling, screaming Conan, good shit. The best version. And here comes the Naturals. Uh, I have a couple of notes here for Homicide Indie Notes. Uh, this is all the way back in December, though. So. Well, we should. I mean, for those who don't know, we can give a brief um, background on Homicide. Okay, I'll do a very brief one. We don't have <laughs> so to read homi- matches, but no, just... no, no, I won't. So Homicide, uh, they're taking on the Naturals here, too, so I want to pay attention to this. Uh, Homicide is uh, primarily known for his work in Ring of Honor and uh, Jersey All Pro uh, on the indie scene, but definitely more of a Ring of Honor guy uh, before his debut here. Uh, He really got put on the map through a feud with Steve Carino in Ring of Honor, which had a memorable Conan just decked the referee with something. Does he have a sock of quarters? Oh, boy. No, those are eight balls. I think. The blackjack. A blackjack? Okay. <laughs> I thought I thought he put like a roll of quarters in that. It's that's it. Those are eight balls, I think. Eight balls. Yeah, you're right. It looks like a yeah, definitely but a bad ball. That's a what that's something you could do too, but that one looks like eight balls to me. I would hope it wasn't quarters. Uh anyway, he uh homicide and Carino, they had like a no rope barbed wire match back in two thousand three. He had a series of good matches with Samoa Joe in 04. And uh, 2006, actually, for Homicide and Ring of Honor is going to be kind of 
real maybe peak run for Ring of Honor because uh, his chase for the Ring of Honor world title is going to be uh, heavily prominent uh, throughout the year. Three Life, Three Life Crew came down. Kip and uh, BG. BG's uh, getting beaten up in the middle of the ring. I, I don't. I guess it's not Three Life Crew anymore because Ron's not there. Right. So it's it's Kip has a chair. So it's Kip and BG. Yeah. I really like that. Oh, Apollo can't even do like a like a hand signal right. He just did this, and it did not look natural. Uh, Sabin is talking about Sting now. I'm talking about Sting fighting Hogan. And they have like this like flashing blurry image of Sting in the background, like teasing his appearance. Legend grows. Did you say there's something about the Naturals too, or was that just you wanted to pay attention to him? I just wanted to pay attention to that. Oh, okay. The match, but it turns out it was just a schmoz anyway. Sting is back. I wouldn't. I would knock on it more. Like, why are we like doing that to the Naturals? But really, it was like a very brief beatdown of the Naturals, and then hey, I'm gonna beat the shit out of the ref. Yeah, I don't and hate that. So <laughs> it wasn't like a them jobbing out situation. We were outside Larry Zabisco's office, which, by the way, Bob, I meant to, I meant to mention Larry Zabisco versus Raven feud of the year during our review uh, last episode. Jackie Gata is confront. Oh, baby. Jackie Gata confronting Zabisco. And now here comes Alex Shelley with a camera with Austin Aries and Roderick Strong. You'd have time if I was AJ Styles, wouldn't you? Hmm. TNA's supposed to be where new stars made. It's always Christian. It's Rhino. Zabisco said he sees a bunch of crabberries. This is Aries talking, by the way. I had to work my way up by earning stuff. All you do is I want, I want. <laughs> Should we go pick a fight with baseball players? Is that how we get on TV? That's funny. <laughs> There's more to the exhibition than Samojo, AJ Styles, and Christopher Daniels. Next generational stars. Hey, Jerry. Oh, Jerry Lynn wearing a Morphoplex shirt. Maybe you stop whining. You'd be uh, and winning. Then you'd be on the pay-per-view. Well, that could be a potential Austin Aries Jerry Lynn fight match right there. I'll throw it out there. That was interesting. Or uh, could Jerry Lynn mentor them? Maybe that's what they're doing. Here comes Bobby Roode. We know he's fighting Ron Killings, so. Are we going to see, do you think in this, like a little bit more of the LAX deal? Or are we just kind of, Ron Killings is going to fully separate from the situation and we're not going to see anything? No, I don't think LAX is going to get involved in this. I think Ron is going on his own. And it's going to be just Kip and BG. So that means that, well, because you even said there was a trademark for James Gang or something. I do think we did talk about that, didn't we? Yeah. And he's not, no. that's not three live crew music. It's 
the instrumental. Yeah. It's a remix, Three Live Crew. He's just Truth on his nameplate, which is odd, but... He's just dancing. To nothing. Uh, if you're following yeah. along with us. Okay, Tanay just said the association with Three Live Crew is history. So he's, oh, wow. Uh, he's on his own. If you're following along with us, 17 minutes and 13 seconds into today's show. And I hate to say it, I don't know if I can get behind a Ron Killings main event run in TNA again. At this point, I don't know if they could do it. He just beat Bobby Roode um, in five seconds. Okay. <laughs> then he goes, what was it, six seconds? Oh, Demore's on the microphone. So is now Bobby Roode. Cut that music off. What in the world? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Didn't expect that. Truth, you know I wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah, we we knew he wasn't ready. Truth, look around you right now. They're doing one, two, three, like the one, two, three kid bullshit from fucking 1993. <laughs> this is not fucking Kamikaze Kid beating Razor Ramon, and now Ron Killings is going to be a superstar. Ron Killings is a bigger name than Bobby Roode. Oh, wait, we have restarted the match. We've restarted the match. The bell has rung. Wow. Rude choking killings in the corner. Bobby Rude, who, like, didn't he beat uh, Jeff Hardy at the end of, like, 2005? Is losing in five seconds. Hold on, hold on. Bobby Rude went to grab the, the flag, Yo. and he rolled up. He beat him again. What, what are we doing? Oh, he's dancing. <laughs> oh, my God. Two roll-ups, dude. What is going on? Two wins in about a minute. Wow. Oh, Demore says cut the music off. Come on, Truth. That's the cheapest crap I've ever seen. Get up, get up there and try it now that we're ready for you. Crowd's chaining one more time. He's chasing the more ringside. Oh, Rude took him out. Right up when he was coming around the corner. Throws, killings in the ring. The bell has rung again. Bob, this is our third match between these two. We might be heading toward the most matches on an impact we've ever seen. I mean, I guess so. I mean, we're technically going to count. We have to. It's the third match. The 
The bottom this is line. Gonna, this is gonna set up a singles match on pay per view with these guys. Yeah, final it. resolution. Maybe a blindfold match. Maybe a tables match. It's gonna be a best of five on one show. Oh, okay, okay. And then Ron's is gonna win three in a row again. Well, if he wins this, I guess. Killings broke out of that sleeper. Headlock. Oh, rude knee to the midsection and a right hand. He's off the ropes. Here we go. Irish whip. Killings comes back. Ducks the close on by Rude. Comes back. Corkscrew forearm. And a clothesline. And another clothesline. Scoop. And is he going to hump and do the power slam? Running power slam? Boom. Boom. Brings him down. Goes for the cover. Oh, I thought I beat him on a fucking power slam. Could you imagine? Oh, oh Demore with the hockey stick. Killings ducks it. Kicks him in the gut. He's going to go hit the axe kick. He spun oh. around, clearly saw Rude, who then hits the northern lariat from behind. Oh, and then Rude oh, wins. Wow, Rude won. Oh. After a nice northern lariat. So now Ron's got to get up and say, whoa, 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 whoa. Now let me, we got to fight again. I'm not ready. That'll be the next 20 minutes of the map, of the show. Just constant restarts. Oh, another tribute to Sting by AJ Styles. The most memorable moment for me. He went from the old school Sting to the Crow Sting. Well, the coolest thing he ever did was go from surfer stag to depressed stag. That was cool. <laughs> he is an icon. He is a legend. Samoa Joe's being interviewed backstage by Shane Douglas. Gamehead is up next after Impact, by the way. Oh. Shane walked away and he grabbed his hand. Bloody Is the bloody towel gone now, officially? You need to think about, ask Christopher Daniels what he thinks about me. What do you think about the man who put him in the hospital bed for a month? Or what about the man who made it incapable for him to hold his newborn baby in his arms? I have no idea what you're trying to prove. Oh, you crossed the line of brave and stupid when you step in the ring with him. He's already beaten him. He's already injured him. Oh, there you go. Uh, a blank canvas. So I, I wonder if they got rid of the bloody towel because it was getting kind of gross. Uh, yeah. It was brown. It was Which probably becoming a health hazard. It... <sighs> what about the huge TNA announcement about Sting? Who? Oh, oh he didn't say nothing. Yeah, like that. No tribute to Sting from uh, the Samoan submission machine. What if Samoa Joe was like, my greatest memory was when he beat Ric Flair in 1990. <laughs> Here you go. Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, and Alex Shelley. All right. Well, I feel like these guys are going to have some fucking indie notes, so great. And the tripod is coming out with them. Don't we worry. Here you go. Let's see here. 2006. So, uh, uh, Alex Shelley. Nope. You know what? These guys might not have any notes until like the second week of fucking June. No, that's a good point. But I got to check anyway because you just never know. Oh, wait. What? 
This is the seventh, right? Yeah. All right. So Austin Aries got some notes here, and I guess this also kind of applies for Roddy Strong. Uh, January 6th at FIP's New Year's Classic, Jack Evans and Roderick Strong defeated Austin Aries and Brian Danielson. Then the next day, which is also the same day as the show, on January 7th, Austin Aries defeated Jarrell Clark at FIP's Strong versus Evans. Wow. Um, I gotta see if Roddy Strong has anything on his own, which he does because on that january 7th uh fip heavyweight title number one contendership strong versus evans roddy strong defeated jack evans in 20 minutes and 11 seconds to become the number one contender to the fip heavyweight championship wow and then we have this trio of daniels saban and aj styles oh yeah Oh, that hesitation there. I waited for uh, January 6th, AJ Styles won a fatal four-way against Charlie Haas, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe at 1PW's No Turning Back. And then the next day on January 7th, Christopher Daniels uh, defeated Elix Skipper and Loki in a match of the Triple X guys at 1PW's No Turning Back Night 2, both of which uh, took place in England. Oh. Did you just hear the match they just announced? No. What was it? AJ Styles will be taking on Hiromi. How do you say his fucking first name? It's Tanahashi. Tanahashi. It's Tanahashi. I can't remember how to say his first name. I just messed it up. Here, hold on. I'm looking it up. I got to see it and then I can say As it. As you look it up, I'll just continue here. January 7th, Chris Sabin uh, defeated B Boy in a best two out of three falls match. Two falls to one at PWG's Cruising for a Bruising. And then lastly, AJ Styles here. Let's see if he did anything before the show. Uh, yeah, he did, actually. January 7th, uh, 1PW uh, tournament qualifying match. AJ Styles defeated Jeff Jarrett at 1PW's No Turning Back Night 2 in uh, England, of course. So there you go. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi. I knew that. I just needed to see it. This is a crazy man in here, folks. Six-man tag. All six guys are freaking crazy good. <clears throat> Arguably the future of TNA. Dare I say it? Dallas is ignoring me. Story of my life. If it isn't free dominoes, he doesn't talk to me. So, oh, God. I have been thinking about those cinnamon twist things for since we had them. I keep on getting a bunch of emails. Oh, you want a free uh, lava cake? What? Spend five ninety nine. What are you doing next Saturday? <laughs> I'm working, bitch. Well, till when? Shelly with a hurt. Hur- yeah, look at that. Ah, Saving. That was nice. Oh, he just he just grabbed his nuts. He's holding them. Iron Claw and Saban's nutsack. That should be a disqualification. Yeah, in hindsight, dude, this main event here is insane. That's what I that's what I just said. I know. I know you did. I'm reiterating it because yeah, well maybe if you paid attention when I talked, um, you wouldn't have to reiterate. You could just continue the conversation as I initially started it. I was reiterating it again because I just can't believe yeah, great. what I'm seeing. 
We're seeing multiple former world champions are in their early days. Yeah, future world champions. Many of which held the Impact Wait. or TNA champions. All these guys in one of the promotions, in fact, were the world were the world champions. I think everyone besides who Daniels and Roddy held the TNA. Or impact, right, they were both. Least. They were both Ring of Honor champions. Both ring and well, with, well, but yeah, okay. So who wasn't a Ring of Honor champion in the ring? What, Saban and Shelley, right? But it's crazy that Shelley and Saban were the TNA World Champion. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. But or Impact Champion, whichever. <clears throat> Soon, I Shelly's gonna be a, a TNA champion, essentially. Yeah, until like a TNA original comes in and beats him for it, and he can be like, "Oh, she got the t- oh, Bully Ray." Oh, is he still there? Um, I don't know if he is actually. I I haven't watched as of this recording. I have not watched Final Resolution yet, which is their last Impact Wrestling show. It's also Dave Pender, Penzer's final Impact show. They announced. I saw on Twitter after. Um, wait. So, like, on the their TV show is no longer Impact. It's going to be TNA. No, I it's going to be. It's going to be. The first it's. Yeah, but it's under everything's under. Actually, I don't know if there's a show until Hard to Kill. I don't know if there's any impacts. I don't know the answer to that. That's weird. The the past even like four weeks or so, dude, have either been like this last episode of Impact was matches in tr- with AAA. It was like in Arena Mexico, and it was like an Impact AAA joint thing. And then the week before that, it was like a highlight show of Thanksgiving stuff. So I didn't even watch it. Look at that boot by Roger Strong. Crazy. Here comes uh, Austin Aries in as uh, AJ Styles was over the knees of Alex Shelley. I hate to say this, but if I feel like the crowd is like overreacting to a senton onto knees, they did go pretty nuts. Here comes Aries, huge drop kick in the corner, knocking Styles off his feet, going for the cover. Yeah, it kind of feels like they're they're trying to be like part of the show, the crowd. That's okay. I mean, I shouldn't complain of like crowd noise because if they were dead silent, this would be miserable. But it's kind of I'm distracting. Not, I'm not going to complain. Pele kick. I think when the crowd goes like ape shit like the whole time, it makes it so much more fun. Daniel's in the ring, clearing house. Take Shelly, Irish whip, tilt to whirl, backbreaker. And that's the gospel according to Christopher Daniels. Uh Angel's wings? Oh. No, sorry, not Angel's wings. Um, That is to be the last rites. Wasn't even that. That was just a reverse DDT. Well, he was going uh, to. He was about to, and then it turned into the reverse DDT. Now he's going for Angel's wings. Is he going to hit it on Shelly? No, because Roderick Strong just drop kicked him wicked hard in the chest. I like how Saban tagged Daniels on his bald head. That was funny. 
He's saving going to dive. Let's see. Oh, with Daniels? Holy shit. Wow. Yep. Both of them taking out Roddy and Austin Aries outside. Nearly hitting the camera. I was going to say that too, yeah. Oh, look, Saban, Saban noticed that he grabbed Aries as they were falling, I think. Ooh, Irish whip, counter, drop toe hold. Daniels falls face first into the guardrail. Thanks to Roger Strong and Austin Aries. Aries has a steel chair now. Holy shit. Styles took him out with a drop kick. So in the ring, we have Sabin and Shelly. Cradle shock? Nope. Roger Strong broke that up. Oh. Boom. Gut buster. Oh, nice. Little slice bread action. Shelly just pinned Chris Sabin. Holy shit. Well, they were told to go out and prove it that they deserve to be on the pay per view. Whoa. Hang on a minute. Dallas. Yeah. That's a huge fucking upset. Yeah. That's big. <laughs> I was not expecting Alex. Sh okay. Whoa. Okay. I wow. like that a lot. Yeah. No, that was good. And I love they went over. That's huge. Holy Christian shit, Cage is talking about Sting now. No, well, they might be on the pay-per-view now. We'll see him in uh, just a short amount of time here. Oh, boy. Jeff Jarrett's coming out. Are we about to find out the secret? Well, you know, oh, maybe. You know what makes that that win even uh, bigger really is you know gives them credibility too and it added depth to the x division because you can sit there and be like these three guys beat these three guys yep newer to the promotion i love it i was not expecting that at all yeah that was good really good jared's talking about sting coming to tna it's gonna be the year of the stinger you people want to see sting well, I've been sitting there in the back. Jeff Jarrett looks like the host of an HGTV show. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jeff Jarrett, and welcome to Flip It or Leave It. I'm uh, going to go into this house and flip it and hopefully sell it by the end of the episode. <laughs> They're, they want Sting. They're chanting it. And Jarrett said, I'm going to give you Sting. Because what better person? If this is a like fake out tribute, <gasps> wait. There's a person on their team who has been a fake sting before. I'm just saying. Oh, Chris Harris. Chris Harris. They're gonna do each incarnate. I bet you Eric Young is surfer's thing, and then Chris Ah, see. Oh my there god. Go. Is that Eric Young? Yeah, one thousand percent. And then is Chris Harris gonna be like uh, Scarecrow's thing? He's talking about him going to a 45-minute time limit draw with Ric Flair. He beat the nature boy, Ric Flair. Oh, he missed the metal rope climbing up. That's even funnier. Stand, stand right here. Stand right here. Sting the early years. That's so funny, dude. They asked Sting for that gear. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. Yeah. 
The face paint's so good. I'm now convinced Sting is backstage right now. <laughs> I should do it. I'm telling you, that face paint looks so good. Yeah, here you go, dude. Dude. That's Chris Harris. Holy shit. This is awesome. It's him in the living flesh. And look, he used to point his bat, and then he does it. That's so so good. And look, Eric Young keeps flexing in the ring. Are they going to do, like, Wolfpack Sting? What is that? Why is he pointing at a chicken? The crow has aged a little bit. (laughs) His hair's lightened a little bit. So they're pretending that the chicken is the crow, which I think is James Storm because I see the hair. Yeah, that's why I think so, too. The Sting of 1996. Who's with his mascot, the crow, but it's a chicken? <laughs> Which, who's coming out with a walker? Someone's going to be like a geriatric Sting. <laughs> See, look. He's been in hiding, so no one knows what Sting looks like. Even TNA management doesn't know what he looks like. The only one who knows is me, because I know him the best. Direct your eyes to this stage. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. Look at James Stone drinking the beer. Oh, my God. It's a baby in a stroller wearing a sting mask. It's freaking Monty Brown. Holy shit. Is that? That's Monty Brown. I think it is. Yeah, it is, dude. Holy crap. There's a baby in the stroller. Can we be careful? He's in like a golf outfit. Sandals with socks pulled up to his knees. The modern day sting. The crowd is chanting, choke the chicken. All of this for me? All this for me and the little stinger? (laughs) He's doing baby talk to the baby. Can you dig it, guys? Ow! (laughs) The stinger of 2006. Ooh, that's how we stroll. Uh-oh. Oh, lights are out. Christian you don't Cage be stealing is... catchphrases, pal. Christian Cage is about to make his appearance known. Is he going to also be dressed as Sting? Sting's tag team partner at Final Resolution, it's Christian Cage. I got good news and I got bad news for you guys. The bad news is you're embarrassing selves and you look like a bunch of jack-offs. Christian's also in gear. I wonder if he wrestled on this taping. 
It's only one more show. We'll find out. Oh, he just saved a ton of money on his car insurance. That's the good news. Was that a popular thing? It had the Geico thing. Must have been popular. Yeah. yeah. Oh, why don't you come down to the Serengeti and make us leave? He exposed himself. Oh, first, let me get the tables. Oh, the Dudleys are coming out, or the Team 3D. I don't know how that makes any sense in what he was saying. All right, so there we go. Well, Team it's because AMW. AMW's in there. Yeah, but let, first, let me get the tables. Wait, what? He's got a brick. It's a... Dude, Monty Brown now has his wig and hat fell off, so he's just got this thing paint in yeah. his bald head. Harris gets thrown out of the ring. And now we got the chicken in the ring still, which is James Storm. The crow. Kill the chicken is a chant. Yeah, well, oh, they should have hit him with the 3D with the chicken. Absolutely. Uh-oh, Abyss. I oh, forgot about him. Christian Cage. Goes after Team 3D. He's healed up. He's not taped up anymore. Nope. Nasty scar on his arm, though, right there. Is that from the Barbar Massacre? Oh, there's Rhino. Here comes Rhino. Yep. The Man Beast. Well, these two fighting at final resolution. I don't know if we knew that or not yet, but we do now. If we didn't. Gore. 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 Team 3D, Christian, Cage, and Rhino standing tall here at the end of Impact. Look at the group of Sting. Dude, this is awesome. Monty Brown with a face face so funny. Look at him. That, that's Dude. an underrated, like, hilarious look. Monty Brown is fucking crow sting. But, like, Van Dad sting. And we that was a good here. shirt. That was awesome. That was a really good start to that. I love that Shelly, Aries, and Strong won that six, man. That I was not expecting that at all. So that was fantastic. Yeah, so I think it's safe to say we all, uh, both of us, I should say, not all, uh, give it a thumbs up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's an easy thumbs up. Wow. We're going to have to remember that segment for potential uh, promo or segment. Of the it, year. Literally, dude, start taking notes now. I actually want, it's funny, because in 2005, I wanted to, like, take notes as we go of things I like. Yeah. And I, I started at one point, and then I, like, kind of forgot to follow up on it. So we better start making lists now, dude. <laughs> yeah, 2006 is going to have a lot of that. So Yeah. yeah well, no. we have one more episode of Impact. And then we're at Final Resolution. Yeah. That That's is crazy. Yeah. I'm looking forward to uh, that first pay-per-view. The one that I never bought... And I honestly, I don't know if I've, how much of Final Resolution 06 I've ever watched. I definitely feel like I have seen this show. Um, I don't know when the last time was, but I have, of course, seen that main event. I mean, that's, I don't know if I have. I'd be shocked if you haven't seen that. I don't think, I don't think I've ever. I was going to mention this while we're watching it, but I'll just say it now so I don't forget to say it, but. It's funny because in hindsight, like, okay, I saw, I remember I got the DVD, right? And all that shit. Um, and you see, or the, it's not even on the Sting DVD and everything. And you see like Sting and Christian teaming up. And it's just like, why? 
Well, now in you know context here, you're seeing the feud with Christian Cage with Monty Brown and Jeff Jarrett. Now he's got his partner to like even that. It like makes sense. Sure. But like you see it on a random DVD and you're like, what? Like did Sting not want to work a singles match or what? But it makes sense story wise, you know. So yeah. it works. Yeah. No, that's uh, that's great. See, my my problem um, just personally is that when we you know decided to do this i was like okay uh you know this podcast i avoid i avoided watching like major pay-per-views like i'll review impacts and stuff for my website wrestling recaps just oh, because so, that's oh, what so I you do. didn't watch the pay-per-views right because i wanted oh. to keep something like to surprise you know you still see the fallouts off the tvs but i didn't like watch them so and that applies to like oh five stuff. You know you don't know how many times I've been like oh I want to watch Bound for Glory two thousand five as an example, but I was like oh fuck I can't because I know I have to do that show in a little bit, so I don't right. want to be like bored. So now that even applies here uh, for two thousand six, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and yeah sure it's gonna be years away, but I just I don't want to have a fresh memory of uh, what I'm watching. So right. It'll be fun to uh, actually kind of watch these shows and uh, enjoy them. So get them out of the way. TNA can become a comfort show for me to watch. So good. This is what we needed. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, our next episode, as Dallas has mentioned, is the Go Home Show before Final Resolution on the 14th of January. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't have anything announced for it. Nope. Um, but maybe we'll see Sting. But hopefully not, because I would rather him just show up at the pay-per-view than have that spoiled on free TV. <clears throat> but, you know, as we've noted before, whether it was Rhino or even Christian, uh, they rustled the fucking night before the uh, pay-per-view was. You never, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so if Sting fucking shows up and, like, beats up all the heels, I'm going to be pissed. Because, like, why am I... What is the paying audience even for? I feel like I think they're not. I think they're going to wait. I think they're going to they wait. For they're a guy like Sting, for a guy like Sting in his first match since like 2003 now, hold off on it and hold off on his first televised like t- TV appearance since 2001. You want yeah. that to be kind of a memorable thing, I, I would think. So like a run in or something would be pretty pretty lackluster. So we'll uh, we'll see how that plays out um, eventually. But uh, let's continue on with 2006 next week for Dallas Greeley. I'm Bob Jr. and this has been the TNA Cross the Line podcast. <laughs>